Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. I'm with Pastor Steve Madsen, who taught the first week of our series called Anchored about hope over the next few weeks. And then I'm also with Sally Faddis, who is one of the volunteers on our Livermore campus. She leads our mom to mom group and thousands of other things. And so we're, <laughs> we're so glad that uh, Sally's joining us. Um, Steve, great job on the sermon this weekend. Been hearing from folks already just how much it resonated with them. So yeah, I have to apologize to Sally though. What's that? She knows. <laughs> Tell him, Sally. I saw, I had a conversation with Steve and Brenda about a week ago. And we pretty much talked about all of this stuff. So today I was like, oh. I'm like, that's what we're going to preach. There it is. Yeah, that's awesome, though. It made me feel like, hey, man, God's using me right now. So I love Yeah, that. but I kind of stole your thunder because I think you were going <laughs> to use that for some of your ministry. And, but now so it'll be like, yeah, just like Pastor Steve said. <laughs> right. So mom to mom was going to be hope. And now we're like, mm, all right, what else can we talk about? No. Oh, just do hope. No, just, keep, just stay on it. People it's need it. It's all good. So that was Sally's message through Steve, is what I'm... Well, it would have been better if Sally would have preached it. God's message through Sally, through Steve, right? There you go. Oh, that's it. Um, So just to kind of kickstart a little bit here, what, uh, how's your guys' 4th of July? Noisy. Livermore fireworks were going off. Oh, my word. I mean, it was pretty quiet during the day, so I thought, oh, it's going to be quieter. Now... Everyone just waited till about 9.30. Mm-hmm. I thought my neighbors were going to catch their house on fire. I, I seriously just waited for the fire trucks to come. You couldn't believe. I, where are people getting these huge fireworks that they're doing at home? I mean, I know there's a fireworks stand in Dublin, but they're not selling oh, no. these huge no. fireworks that I hear. They're ordered directly from them. I don't know. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, we we uh, we normally go down to the beach and do where people set off their own fireworks. We go down to our friends have a place at Seascape, but we couldn't do that this year. And uh, so we just went over to my in-laws' house, and I was telling I was telling Sally, uh, my father-in-law bought one of those projectors to put up on the screen, uh, on the on their like side wall, and he uh, forgot to turn off the sprinklers. And so thirty minutes into the movie, <laughs> we were getting <laughs> doused. Uh, so so good. That was that was fun. Um, so Steve, I just want to kind of go through your sermon and some points that maybe we can expound on a little bit and talk through a little bit more. And, um, I think that the beginning of your sermon was talking through the renewal of strength and soaring on wings like eagles. And, um, I think I was on the golf course with you, at least one of the times you were out last week, I was watching those same birds and I was captivated by, by the, uh, just watching. It was just such a good, good picture, but, um, Mm -hmm. But that whole concept of renewal of strength or energy or um, whatever other word you want to put in there, by hoping in the Lord, uh, the question I have for both of you is what, what do you say to the person who is struggling to trust that, struggling to trust that, that your hope or your energy or your faith can be renewed, or sorry, your, your strength, your energy, your faith can be renewed by hoping in the Lord? Um, what, what do you say to the person that's struggling to trust that? You want me to jump in? Do it. I mean, I think there's a couple of things for me um, because I've been struggling in that. And I know that in my core, I know that, but I've been struggling with it, especially the last two weeks where this has just kind of gone on and on and on. 
And I think, you know, for us to be able to pour into someone else, we really first have to be preaching to ourselves, right? And we have to be in the word. Um, but sometimes we also just have to say, God, meet me here. Just meet me here right now. I don't even have what it takes to preach to myself. Just meet me here. So sometimes when I'm talking to somebody else who's struggling, I say to them, like, it's okay to just be so empty, but just like when your eyes pop open in the morning, say, okay, God, what do you have for me today? Meet me here. Right. And just like say that over and over and rest in that. And you're going to be restored even from that. And the minute we have a little bit, then, okay, now I can start preaching to myself and, and praying and getting back in the word. But, you know, so sometimes you just encourage people with that little bit of God right now, right here where mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, Steve, I, uh, I grew up, uh, with among Pentecostals and Pentecostal preaching is either um, a little bit too much guilt and shame or the other the flip side the good side of it is there's a lot of hope in Pentecostal preaching and I grew up among people who went to church on Sunday morning and then they wanted to come back on Sunday night and usually Sunday night uh, the, pre the preaching time was less and there was more worship and then more time where we would kind of come down to the front and just sit with God and pray and you would you would end Sunday night and start your week with this really hopeful feeling and Pentecostals talk about baptisms in the Holy Spirit and um, once again there's some extreme parts to that but the deeper uh, and theological theologically beautiful parts of that is the Holy Spirit baptizes you in the character of Christ and in the hope that comes from um, knowing God uh, in the sermon I Paul told the, the early church, you have the mind of Christ. And so whether I feel like I have it or not on any given day, I still have it. And so to have Christ near me, and then like Sally said, just to tell him, I'm feeling really hopeless today. I'm with you, Sally. Uh, I was looking at the COVID numbers coming down and the county like loosening the regulations. And I was thinking, okay, we're getting through this. And then boom, it hit again. And that hit me hard for a couple of days because I'm leading a group. We're leading a, a large group of people that would love to gather. And I just lost hope again as to when we're going to gather and all that. And so there was a couple of days where I was kind of despairing until, and actually preparing for the sermon really helped me uh, to say, oh yeah, wait, um, God's got a plan. I don't understand it, but I trust him uh, and I trust it. And so, and, and not only that, just um, psychological studies have been done that with people of faith really do uh, often uh, have a little bit more of a reservoir that they can dip into when they need to, to get some hope. And uh, we find this in the prisons, you know, we go into prison and they say the number one thing you've got to hang on to in prison is your, is your hope um, that once you pay your debt to society, the parole board will actually let you, will actually release you. And, if your hope, if you lose all hope, that's when prisoners uh, become suicidal and they just give up. And I think that's an extreme version of what a lot of us are feeling. Um, you just can't give up. And uh, mm -hmm. so Jesus helps us, helps us with that. You actually just reminded me of something that I've heard you share with our staff a bunch of times. And I've actually reshared with different volunteer teams and, and other folks. And that's when you talk about, when you said the reservoir, and you talked about the you've talked about the the tank and how full it is and not letting your tank get below that 
that halfway limit. I think it's so important to to recognize where we're at and what our uh, where our reservoirs at. But it's so reassuring to me and encouraging to me to know that because I'm a follower of Jesus and and I know what He provides and how He prevails in so many different situations that I do have a little bit extra in that tank because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's good. You know, I was. Um because I was researching hope quite a bit, I was looking at Jeremiah 29, 11, which so many people have turned to right now, right? I know the plans I have for you, a hope and a future. But when you keep reading, like people stop and memorize that part. But when you keep reading, um, and especially in the message version of the Bible, verses 12 through 14 talk about, if you keep seeking me, and if you get serious about finding me, I'm going to make sure that I take care of you. There's a, I mean, the way that it's written in the message, I looked it up. I I don't have it right there, but it's just this, I am going to take care of you. I will make sure, but there's that seeking part of it. And that's where the perseverance comes in where when I wake up and I'm discouraged and I'm feeling empty, even though I do have a little bit of that reservoir left, I have to persevere, right? I have to open up that bible and say like where's one of those verses even if it's one line that will remind me and encourage me right yeah because what's your alternative well well, what's your alternative i mean are you going to just sit around and just say okay forget it i mean that's that's not that's not going to help right and so believers we have to believe that god is doing something uh this this thing is too weird this worldwide thing is too rare in the history of the world for us to, for us to just go, oh, it just happened, you know? Uh, no, God is doing something. He allowed the devil to bring this illness to us, but he put the whole world on timeout. And kind of like he said to Habakkuk, Habakkuk was saying, well, I need to know why and whatever. And God's saying, I can't explain it to you if I tried. Right. Um, but, but then God says, just watch and be utterly amazed because I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if I told you. Hmm. And that's what I've been hanging on to, that there's a plan in play that we cannot understand. And I have to assume that God knew what the first half of 2020 would look like. Mm-hmm. And he also knows what the future looks like. So that does give me hope. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's a good segue into another verse that you shared within the sermon, Steve, Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Um, what gives you, what, what do you... What do you see or what gives you assurance? What are those things that you pick up on throughout your day that it's like, okay, thank you, God, for those? Or are there, is there like a certain rhythm that you have, either one of you, that, that gives you those reminders to help fill up that reservoir that we just, that we just talked about? Mm. I think there are times when you, you have to do what the Israelites did, right? When God shows up, you build those altars. Well, we don't build physical altars today, but when we have those times that God has shown up for us so clearly and so powerfully, we have to mark those moments, whether we journal about it, whether we share that story with someone else. And during times like this, we have to be able to go back to those moments and say, no, I have this certainty because of A and B and C when God has shown up, right? We just... Mm -hmm we have to draw back on that because that's why we have this confidence in him. He's shown himself to be who he is over and over and over again. And his character doesn't change. His purpose doesn't change. Right. 
You know, I, I just look back to that climber hammering that piton in the rock. And the first time that climber did it, he tested that piton 20 times before putting his full weight on it. But over the years, he's learned that piton is going to be okay because I hammered that into solid rock right into that crack. And I'm, I'll test it a couple times, but I'm going to put my weight on it. And I think that those of us that have been walking with the Lord for years have to uh, be coaching the other climbers that you hammer into this rock and that rock is secure and the word secure and safe and confident. Um, and that will, that will give you a greater faith and faith and hope go hand in hand. Whenever the faith in God looks to the future, it can be called hope. And whenever hope allows you to rest in the word of God and believe it, that is faith and faith is what anchors our soul. And Jesus said, you build your house on this rock and when a storm hits you're going to be okay and now we're in the storm so we have to be in a house going are we okay sometimes we have to look around and go you know what we are okay this isn't the life i would have chosen for this year but for the most part we're okay it's funny yeah. you say that because i've said a couple of times last week when i was feeling a little discouraged i was like i can't do this anymore i can't mm -hmm. do this anymore and then i was like what does that even mean what do, what do i mean i can't do this anymore like I can't just tap out of shelter. And <laughs> right. and, you know, like, of course I can keep yeah. doing this. And then even taking that step further is like, I mean, yeah, I, I can't throw big parties right now and see my friends freely and eat inside of restaurants. But like, if I really sit back and think about some of the good things, I'm reminded like, yes, I can keep doing this. There is still good in this. Right. So sometimes we have to really force our mind to quit going down that I can't and it's a terrible path and shoot, come back right. to the, the yeah. hope and the. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Sally, that's true too. Um, I, I know you well enough to know that, you know, you're, you're driven by your faith in God, but you're also, you know, you have emotion in there and sometimes we just get emotionally drained by the circumstances. I know I do. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things the Lord has told me to do is to stop saying negative things like that to myself. Because what I'm doing is I'm filling my mind with hopelessness. And if I keep filling my mind with hopelessness, I can't ask God then to fill my mind with hope. So right. I have to, sometimes before I can be filled with God's hope, I have, I have to ask him to empty my mind of all the trash I've been putting in there. Uh, Psalm 42, five, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and it's really cool too, just what you just said about filling your mind with negative thought and, and destructive thought, like that stuff can get hardwired in where that's all we're going to. And that's all we're leaning on. But when we have, when we have the truth of who Jesus says we are hardwired into our brain, then all of a sudden we get a different perspective and we can look beyond our own issues and beyond mm -hmm. our own struggles and, like even Steve, you've been sharing with our staff the what's going on, you know, on the other side of the world right now and people struggling in ways that we can't even fathom. And that perspective is helpful too. It's like, okay, so I can't, I can't go to a restaurant and I can't, I can't, I can't watch right. baseball right now. You know, it's like, right. woe is me. Right. And, and I think that perspective is important too, but it's, along with the truth of what of who Jesus says we are but I think we and have maybe to, those things I, were go ahead Sally I was just gonna say I, I think we have to let people know it's okay to realize that humans aren't naturally hopeful people mm. you have to really 
you have to really practice it. It's just a habit. What my default is going to be the thing that I practice every day. So if my default is like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Then when these times come, I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. But if my default is, I feel discouraged, I'm going to pray. I feel discouraged, I'm going to talk to somebody who's feeling confident in Christ right now. I'm feeling discouraged, right? So we have to, mm. it takes a little bit of work. Like, yeah, he's already done all of it for us. We are free in Christ, but we also have to work at it because our human nature just sort of wants to be like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, I think it starts with what you were saying about let the Lord give it to you. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I've asked the Lord, if you will give me, if you will fill my reservoir of hope, I promise to drink from that reservoir today. And I'm not going to try to work up hope I don't have, but if you will, if you will say and do things to me, I will stop saying things that are wrecking that Mm -hmm. and I'm going to receive hope from you. And then I'm going to respond. I'm going to be the most hopeful person in my circle of friends just because I choose to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So Steve, you mentioned just a minute ago that, that rock climbing analogy that you brought up during the, the sermon. And and I remember anytime that I've gone rock climbing, we used to go down to Joshua tree all the time when I lived in Southern California and, and the scariest part is either the descent or when you when you slip a little bit and you're just like the picture that you showed of the guy sleeping on the oh my gosh <laughs> I couldn't I, I don't think I could do that I, I know I couldn't it. do that I want to try it just to see but uh, but that there's such a trust a trusting moment in that and it's like you're just releasing so much of who you are and and usually you're doing that to the person who's belaying you. But in this scenario, we're talking about God, who's just, we're just saying you're there. And you also said within that, like you were, you were praying for all the preachers and you weren't talking about our staff. You were talking about all of Cornerstone. Right. And, and I love the picture that it painted that as we trust God, as we release ourselves to God and that we have a message to communicate to the world because of our trust in God and the hope that we receive from that. If you were to paint a picture for what, the world, the cornerstoners throughout the world, how we would be uh, exemplifying and showing our trust of God. What would that picture look like? What would what would you envision for cornerstoners, for people, for followers of Jesus, but really people that are hearing and resonating with your message right now? And Sally, I'd love to hear your perspective there too. Hmm. Well. Yeah, go I ahead. have a little I have a little illustration that just happened in our family a few weeks ago that really popped up into my mind when I was listening to Steve's message this morning. My middle daughter broke her arm a few weeks ago and um, she had a little skateboarding tumble and she was in so much pain and we were in the hospital, we were in the ER and they were getting ready to set it, but she was in so much pain. She just kept saying, I can't take it. I can't take it. The pain is too much. I'm not going to. I can't take it. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I stood there from this completely different perspective, knowing that she was in incredible pain, but also knowing it was going to be set. It was going to heal. She was going to make it. And so I just kept saying to her, it's, it's going to heal. I know it hurts right now. It's going to heal. And I had this different perspective because of my life experience. And because I know that bones heal, especially in, you know, 11 year olds, not so fast with me if it happened, but um, it really got me thinking to this whole, we're all these preachers out there. When we see someone next to us is who is struggling and saying, I can't make it. I can't do this. 
We have this perspective in Jesus where we can see the bigger picture and we have to just tell them over and over again, right? With our confidence, you are going to make it. You will make it. Jesus is holding you right now, right? He, he has promised this hope. He has plans for you. It's not your plans. It, it says, I know the plans I have for you. And so mm. we just have to, we have to be that mama bear to her baby bear saying, you will get through this. You will heal. And it just, I don't know, that illustration this whole last few weeks has been really stuck with me as our role as many preachers all over mm. the place to our, our own family members, our next door neighbors, social media, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's important for us to not preach a message that makes people feel guilty or shamed. I think that's important for us to to not say, hey, come on, cheer up. You know, you got some, think about it. You know, you still have your job. And it's like, if someone's really feeling hopeless, that's the last thing they need to hear. Uh, I think it'd be, it's better for us to just say, hey, I want to remind you, especially if they're a believer, of like a, a short scripture. Um Hebrews 6.10, God is not unjust and he will not forget you. Um, Hebrews 6.18, we who have fled for refuge are encouraged to seize the hope before us. And for us to use words like this, uh, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And it's Jesus himself. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering. I think when I view Cornerstone folks all over the world as preachers, I think that the best message we can preach right now is one where we encourage people and we just say, hey, God's got this. And, um, you know, just for, just for us to tell somebody, it's going to be okay. Like your daughter, you know, it's going to be okay, honey. I'm right here and this is going to feel better even like an hour from now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Lamentations 3.22. When was the last time you read Lamentation? But Lamentations 3.22 says, because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish for his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Uh, I say the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will put my hope in him. So God is the portion, but I also have to reach out and receive that uh, and say, that's my nourishment for today. That's what portion means, my inheritance, my nourishment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, sometimes too, I just will sit, you know, I, I'll go out in the backyard and, and I'll just say, God, I'm just going to sit here for a little while and drink a ice cold glass of something, just even just fresh water. And I'm not going to get up for a little bit until I feel better. Right. Um, and I'm going to speak to myself and say, come on self. Um, and Oftentimes, it doesn't take much more than that. You know, we just have to get through each day. Jesus says, worry one day at a time. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting. You said that God's got this. That, that phrase is what my dad's been saying ever since he was diagnosed with cancer. And his perspective mm-hmm. on that has been, like, he's preached to me just in his approach to his cancer and how I've then responded to other things that I've encountered because I'm like if my dad can go through that and say God's got this then and I think that's one of the ways that we can continue to preach to folks is hey we trust this we've got this assurance right so that's good right and they're watching us you know those of us there are those at Cornerstone that have now lost their jobs um there are those at Cornerstone that have relatives that 
um, have the virus. Uh, and we, and when someone's watching you and they see you're still okay, that's going to cause them to wonder. Like, uh, Peter said, always be ready to give a defense to anyone who asks you, why are you hopeful? Mm-hmm. And for you to say, well, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. And yeah. I truly am hopeful. Well, that's so good. Well, anything else you want to add to finish up our time together, Sally or Steve? No, it was a great well, message. Well, Sally, we're only going to be preaching this for a month, so I need another series. Uh, if you could, if we could have dinner again and you could... <laughs> I definitely know I'm not going to reveal my mom to mom theme to you until after I've published it somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. I really, I really am sorry, but it was so good. I had to steal it. <laughs> That's good. You it. preached it a lot better than I would. So I think it's a better, it, it worked out the way it was supposed to. <laughs> well, and I've been working with Clint on the next one and then Becky on the next one. And then I'm doing the last one. And all four of these sermons are a different angle on the same word hope and uh, great i think we're we really are going to help our congregation um, this month i would encourage people to watch every weekend yeah yeah i'm with you there amen well yeah so join us next week round two of the series called anchored on the hope that we find in and through jesus christ thanks sally and steve for joining for beyond sunday and uh we'll see all you guys next week we love you Love you guys. Bye-bye.